0: How are you now? How are you now? Holy shit. Right? Your Montreal Canadiens snap their seven-game losing streak, defeating the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 3-2 to two in a shootout. A shootout. I did not even know we could get to those anymore. Uh, hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs' Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and uh, that was a good one. That, w- that was a solid game. I mean, after seven straight losses, I was starting to wonder, you know, uh, how, how long is this streak going to go? And, uh, you know, they pulled it together for this one. How did they do it? How did they snap their seven-game losing streak? Well, uh, they did it by basically dominating most of the game. Uh, they, they really did. Started out in the first period, uh, immediately went to work, and uh, they, they took control of that period quick. And they kept control of that period all the way through. Uh, completely outshooting the Flyers, outchancing them. Uh, much, much, much better looking team uh, overall in that first 20 minutes. Uh, and it pays dividends for once, right? They've had a few other games where they played really good first periods and it doesn't pay any dividends. Uh, but of course, in this game, they actually get something out of it, which was fantastic. About five minutes in, uh, Brett Kulak takes a shot from uh, over on the right hand side on the boards. Uh, looks like Arturi Lekanen gets a tip on it, but they credited it to Brett Kulak initially, eventually did reverse it back and give it to Arturi Lekanen. one nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. They outshot the Flyers like 19-8 to in the first period. They've had some games this year where they didn't even get 19 shots on goal. And they got 19 in the first period. So it was a, it was a really good period for them, especially, you know, for, for their standard, an amazing period, right? Can't ask for better. Of course, it's the Habs, though. Less than three minutes into the second, uh, Jeff Petrie fans on a dump out, uh, gets kicked back into the slot by Mike Hoffman, finds its way to Max Willman, who I didn't know existed until I watched this game, and he scores 1-1. We're tied up. And of course, it's the Habs, right? So Philadelphia kind of crawled their way back into this game in the second period, started looking like a much better team overall, you know, evening out the game a little bit. And with 59 seconds left to play in the period, under a minute, Jackson Cates gets a partial break on the left-hand side, uh, comes down, shoots, beats Caden Primo, and it's 2-1 despite the Habs being the better team through 40 minutes. Stop me if you heard this before. They are down 2-1 to the Flyers. And I was thinking, like, this game's probably over. They're going to end up losing and, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, at the very least, uh, we'll be able to talk about a pretty solid effort, especially in the first 20 minutes. But no, the Montreal Canadiens do not give up on this one. Not a whole lot going in the third for anybody. Uh, some really good Caden Primo saves uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Carter Hart making some pretty good saves of his own at the other end. It's so kind of a bit of a goaltending battle going on. But with five minutes left to play, Habs get an offensive zone draw win... Uh, ben Sherat skates along the blue line, comes down, takes a shot. Larry Dolphins, Laurent Dauphin, is there to clean up the rebound and make it 2-2, sending this thing to overtime. Uh, overtime solves nothing, despite Ben Chiratt, uh actually taking a penalty, a ridiculous call, a scuffle in front of the net, after, by the way, it, this needs to be mentioned, that it was an, a completely ridiculous call, because Ben Sherat gets called for roughing, but What happened there was actually a scrum and Sean Couturier was hacking away at Caden Primo, which is what caused Ben Sherrod to come in and kind of start a bit of a scuffle. So I have no idea why they pulled only him out of that. But whatever, the Habs killed it off. Um, Overtime solves nothing and we go into a shootout. The shootout was pretty simple. Uh, Everybody made all of the saves except for the very first shooter, which was Jonathan Drouin, who came in and just ripped one past Carter Hart. Uh, from there on out, both goalies made the remaining saves, and that's it. That's all they needed. Just one goal in the shootout gives the Habs the victory, uh, a victory they deserved. They deserved it. This was, you know, one of the more complete games that they've played, uh, especially that first period was was really, really strong. So uh, they, they deserve this one. Good on them. You know, they get to go home happy for once. This time, of course, with no fans in the building. COVID is kind of making with the Omicron variant, a bit of a comeback in Quebec, and the government asked the Montreal Canadiens not to have any fans. They had no fans in the building. Somehow, this Montreal Canadiens team is better, apparently, when there are no fans in the building. And they did pretty well last year uh, during the playoffs when they had like 500 and 2,500 in the building. So I'm thinking maybe the answer is we need to move the Habs to a super small arena that only fits like a a 1,000 people in it. And they play the rest of their games this season there. And then maybe they'll win all of them and make the playoffs and win the cup. I don't know. That's ridiculous. But it's the proof's in the pudding, man. I don't know how they, pay, they play better with no fans in their building. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe they figured out some of those structure issues because they, they looked like they were playing with a lot more structure, especially in the offensive zone. Uh, defensive zone still mm, a little bit iffy, but definitely way better in the offensive zone. Uh, And I guess this is as good a time as any to to bring up the the comments from from the previous game, which these comments happened after I had recorded the last episode, so I didn't get to talk about them after the last game. Uh, Jeff Petrie kind of called out the coaching staff a little bit, seemingly. He said uh, that it was frustrating, Um, it's always the same thing, can't find any of our teammates out there, it's like there's no structure on the ice, which was taken by many uh, as quite clearly a shot at the coaching staff uh, and their inability to create any kind of structure for the team. Um... Dominic Sham said afterwards that they they handled it they talked about it and uh, they were on the same page and blah 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 and I don't know um, I'm not gonna launch into a fire Dominic Sham rant in this particular episode because they played really well so I got to hand it to him I either either he figured it out or the Flyers just had a really bad night because uh, they looked really good in this one so I mean maybe whatever it was that they discussed uh, as a result of Jeff Petrie speaking out a little bit maybe it worked uh, I don't know I don't think so I think this was just uh, kind of a lightning-in-the-bottle situation, like they, they, they figured it out for this particular night. Um, we'll, we'll see. If they can sustain this and, and play a couple more games, and if they can play entire games looking like they did in the first period, which is going to be tough, uh, because that was a very good period, then maybe I'd be willing to give him some credit and say, ah, I'm going to say that he's responsible for that. I'm not giving him credit for one good game, um, uh, one period of which was excellent, right? Right? I still think there's a lot of issues. I, I really appreciated actually hearing Jeff Petrie speak out about the lack of structure because a lot of people have been screaming about that, and it, it, it didn't seem to be getting any attention from the team itself. It's like they uh, the organization seemed content to just blame the players. You very rarely heard anybody other than you know media types and bloggers saying anything about the structure and saying, listen, the structure is wrong, the structure is not there. Um, So to hear a player actually say it was actually kind of refreshing. Maybe Jeff Petrie is a team new coach, kind of like me, right? (laughs) Anyways, like I said, not going to launch into a fired Charles Morant, not after a win, not after they looked good like they did. Uh, We got to get into what? We got to get into the player of the game. Now, there were a lot of really good options in this one. Uh, I was honestly tempted to give it to Cole Caulfield. He had a ton of shots in that game. Eight shots on goal, to be precise. Eight shots on goal. Uh, he's fighting it a little bit, um, but you know, if he keeps, you know, having shot output like that or anything close to that on a regular basis, he's going to break through. He's some of them are going to start going in. He's too good of a shooter to get that many shots and not score. But I can't give him player of the game just because he got a lot of shots. Uh, it was tempting to go with uh, Arturi Leikkanen, who also had a lot of shots. He had six, um, and he scored. Right. So it was very tempting to go with him as well. Um, and he played very well. And he's been quite good recently. Um, but I, I can't give it to him either. You know? It was also very tempting to give it to Caden Primo. Uh, got his first win with the Montreal Canadiens. Played well. Looked like he might have gotten injured, actually, at the end of the game. On the last shot, uh, Cam Atkinson kind of drove right into him and uh, hit him in the head. Pushed him back a little bit. And it looked like his, his leg was... Um, you know, jammed right up against the post and he might have hurt himself, but he did get up and skate off on his own power, so hopefully he's alright, uh, but he played a really good game, he made a lot of key saves, he made a few saves that honestly just watching them made my groin hurt, and um, it was nice, good game from him, uh, so it was tempting to give it to him, but I can't give it to him either, I am giving it to Larry Dolphins, Dauphin. he gets my player of the game, don't look now. But Larry Dolphins has three points in five games with the Habs since being called up. Pretty impressive. Pretty damn impressive. And when you take a look at what he was doing in Laval before that, I actually have to pull it up because I don't remember exactly what his stats are, and I want to make sure that I get this right. But I believe he had 11 goals, okay? He was tearing it up down there in the AHL. Absolutely tearing it up. He deserved a call up and he got it, and look what he's doing with it. Yes, I was right. He had 11 goals and five assists for 16 points in 18 games in the AHL. Now he comes up to the NHL on a team that's doing horribly overall. So in the five games that he's played, what, this is the only win they've had. They've lost every one of the other ones, right? Gotten their asses kicked. And he's got three points in five games, including his goal. So I'm a fan, all right? I've liked Dauphin since the first time I saw him play for Laval. And I'm kind of excited about him. I think there could be a legitimate future for him in the bottom six of the Montreal Canadiens. I think he's a very good... I think he's underrated. And, um, you know, he's like 25 years old. So a lot of people don't necessarily... Or 26 years old. So a lot of people don't necessarily think... And uh, they're, they're right in thinking that, yeah, this guy's not going to become a star or anything like that. But he could be part of this rebuild. He could be part of the bottom six moving forward. Um, I think other guys like Arturi Lekkanen are showing that they're ready for top six roles. Um, and, you know, we, you you got to fill those bottom six roles. And he looks great, honestly. I'm excited about him. I love him. Larry Dolphins. Larry Dolphins, let's not trade him. All right, let's 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 hang on to him. When we start trading people before the deadline, because that's going to come, um, let, let's hang on to him. I'm making my case. Larry Dolphins stays. Larry Dolphins through 2028. I don't give a shit. We're keeping him. That's one guy I wouldn't trade. Uh, I guess, really, it depends what the offer is, right? If Somebody comes along and gives you a crazy-ass offer for Dauphin, you kind of got to take it with where this team's at. But overall, I say we keep him. (laughs) Uh, Great game, honestly. Uh, I don't have any complaints, really. I don't. It's hard to complain when you see a game like that. I wish that there were more games like that this season. Uh, I wish there were a lot more games like that this season. Maybe we could be talking about a playoff spot at this point. I don't think um that's that's obviously not happening uh and beating Philly isn't something where you should go oh my God wait they're actually good Philly is kind of struggling at this point as well like they're outside of a playoff spot uh looking in they're doing much better than the Habs so this is still a good win this is something that we we, we do have to uh you know relish a little bit we got to enjoy this but at the same time let's let's not get ahead of ourselves right we know what this team is we know where they are uh, we know where they're going and where they're not going Right, But, hey, it's fun to see your team win once in a while, especially in a shit sandwich of a season like this. So we're going to cut it off there. Uh, we're running, what, uh, over 13 minutes again. So, grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien, especially if your name is Larry motherfucking Dolphins, man. We are on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Megaphone, Apple. I'm on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. We'll see you again after Saturday's game against the hated Boston Bruins. If the game happens, who knows what COVID's going to cause. Uh, DeWine just made a comment about how he's not really comfortable with it right now because uh, of all the, the, the COVID cases that are happening. So we'll see. But anyways, assuming that game happens, I will be back with another episode after it. So à la prochaine.